Welcome everyone to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I am joined by Ronnie, and we got a lot to talk about today. Ronnie, how are you doing? I'm good, Jonathan. And man, so I am so excited for this Lions game coming up. I know we're the you know NBA podcast, you know, but God, I just can't wait for this <laughs> as, Lions game. Yeah, as a Detroit, a fan of Detroit sports, this. This is a rough year to be a Pistons fan, but it's a great year to be a Lions fan. So you got to take what you can. Complete opposites, right? Yeah, just the worst team and the best team. It's kind of crazy for Detroit this year. It is. Uh, What we we got a lot of news to cover. Do you want to just jump right into uh, NBA news? Yeah, we'll get started on the news. Sure, let's do it. All right. So first thing I want to go over is the Kings head coach Mike Brown. He was ejected in the fourth quarter. It was. uh, This is a game. Between the Bucks, it was 143 to 142 and a loss for them, for for the Kings. So he got really upset over this non-call and everything like that. He jumped on the court. He started yelling at the refs and everything, right? And then the funniest thing, though, is that the post-game press conference, he brought a laptop out and he provided clips of the decisions, which yeah. we disagreed <laughs> with. And he was just showing that during the press conference, just everything like that, you know. And then he was fined fifty thousand dollars for pers- for pursuing Absolutely. the official and public yeah. publicly criticizing referees. Man, Jonathan, like th- this isn't the first time we heard this this year too. You know, with the everyone being fined, talking about the refs. I know we get it like every year, but I feel like it's been a lot this year, like a, a lot more than usual too. And the way they're going after the refs this year is a lot different too. Just really interesting to me. Well, I did a YouTube short on this, and it, it's hilarious because Mike Brown runs onto the court and literally comes chest to chest with the official and gets in his face. It's almost reminiscent of like a baseball ejection where the manager you know, yeah. comes out on the field. You don't normally see that in basketball at all. But yeah, it was it was fun to watch, I thought, because yeah. did you see the play? Do you think there was a foul there that should have been called? You know, I didn't watch the play. I missed that part. I didn't research okay. that. What What do you think, though? I think so. He was holding his arm when he tried to turn in. Uh, this is De'Aaron Fox. So and as a result, he was kind of stumbling. So he was forced to pass the ball yeah. to, to someone that wasn't really in the position that, that led to a turnover. So I can absolutely see Mike Brown being frustrated. I didn't watch the whole game. So I don't know if it's like a series of these calls that let, led up to this mm-hmm. or if this was just a one-off, if the officiating was bad all the way through. Do you think the NBA should be protecting officials this way and, and letting um, levying fines against players and ma- coaches that, that criticize them? I don't like the fines. I, I think that the coaches should be allowed to speak about their refs and however they want. You know, I think the players should also be allowed to speak. I don't like these fines. Um, I don't think it's necessarily like necessarily protecting the refs either, too. I just, I mean, I guess they're trying to by well, finding, but... it's 100% protecting I, the refs. Yeah, I you're going to think twice about doing it. I, I don't know. I just, I, I wish they... I, I think it's dumb. I think it's the if it, when this happens, I feel like it's the NBA trying to cover up their mistakes. You know, like it's just like <laughs> yeah. shh, you know we're, we're we're trying to fix these games, so don't say anything. You know, one of those things. So one yeah, of those things, I think I think they should let the them rumor. talk. Yeah, and yeah, Mike Brown did say he like it did. There was a lot of plays that led up to it. You know, where he felt like it was lopsided. You know, like he just he he said he could live with it if it's. If it's, there's like one, if there's maybe a bad call on the other side too, you know, where it like evens out, you know, so they, okay, there's yeah. both calls on both sides. So it's consistent, you know, but when it just falls on like one side, you know, like on the King side is getting all the fouls and the other team's not getting any, that's, it just starts not feeling fair. And that's how he felt this game too. So that's why he ended up doing that too. Are you going to mention Steve Kerr in your news? Mm. Is that the topic of discussion? Otherwise I'm going to throw something in real quick. No, not about, not about right. refereeing. 
I'm going to throw it in then because this is, this is last night's game. He he is blown away and made comment that it's it's crazy that Steph Curry played 43 minutes and only had three three throw attempts. So he, I don't know if he'll get fined for this because he wasn't outright saying. He's just kind of you know thinking out loud how it's crazy that you know the one of the most prolific shooters who often has the ball was only fouled one time and only made it to the three throw line one time that just seems like the the calls weren't going their way and they were going the Lakers way instead and um I don't know if he's trying to find that fine line where he can criticize the refs without getting fined for it but that seems like his approach right now and I agree I, Steph Curry only having three three throw attempts is bananas well, I disagree with that statement from Steve Kerr, too, because Steph Curry, he creates a lot of space for himself. And when he's shooting, he's usually shooting like, you know, five feet from the three-point yeah. line, too. So he, people aren't really stepping out to guard that far out, you know, and I could see I, if I he was driving to the rim all the time. Plays. Yeah, and he does drive to the rim a decent amount, Yeah, um, whether it be to to dish out or or whatever. But he gets fouled a lot. He gets bumped around a lot. And obviously, Kerr needs to protect his guy. But it is it is funny that... Maybe Steve Kerr is seeing what happened to Mike Brown and he's trying to speak a little bit differently, not outright criticizing the referees, but just pondering the the, ludic- the ludicrousness, the ludicrousy. What's the word? Oh, my God. <laughs> my wife's going to make fun of me for this. Um, this just questioning the, the silliness of all of this. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. I, I don't know big words, so I'll, I'll go with what you said. <laughs> big words. Hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next on the list. I got Heat, they, uh, you know, we're going to go to some good news now, right? Change it up a little bit. Miami Heat are honoring Dwayne Wade with a bronze statue later this year. Jonathan, I I mean, we've been doing this podcast for what, like three years? When am I going to get my bronze statue for this podcast? I, I, I'm expect, expecting it pretty soon. I Best I could do is a Lego minifig. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Please do that. Can you do a Lego me, please? <laughs> Yeah, sure. I mean, it's going to look like one that's sitting in my office. <laughs> you said a Lego... But yeah, we'll call it you. You said a Lego pig? Lego minifig. Man. All right. So, yeah, just... Uh, minifigs, Ronnie. Yeah. That's what Legos I, are called. Got it. I, don't, I didn't know there was minifigs. And did you know figs. the plural of Lego is Lego? Legos is not valid. Oh, I didn't know that. I, no, I, you're learning something I gotta every day from this I got to teach podcast. my kids that. I've been yeah, teaching him wrong Legos. this whole year. I'm sorry, I'm kids. I'm going to play with Lego. <laughs> okay, but back to Dwayne Wade. He said, I'm really not a person who gets lost for words. He, I, I didn't dream of this, though, and so I'm just so grateful. Uh, he's a, you know, has a 16-year playing career, 13 All-Star, 13-time All-Star, uh, three NBA titles, and a Finals MVP honors, too. So uh, I think it's well-deserved. You know, it'd be cool to see a statue walking up to the place. He's been with Miami his whole whole time, you know, so... Um, he's the club's all-time. Oh, no. he, he played with other teams. He wasn't just on Miami. Okay, my bad. So seventeen years he did, or sixteen years playing. Well, well, okay, it says sixteen playing career. How many years did he play in Miami for? Then I thought it was his whole career. I, I don't think so, but let's let's look it up real quick. I don't remember we'll do him on any on other team before. But he's the club's all-time leader in games played, points, assists, and steals too. So I don't. I mean, yeah, just an amazing guy too. You know, I love seeing him on on TV. You know, talking about basketball and everything too I think so he finished deserved. his career with the heat but he played for a year on the bulls a year on the cavaliers before coming back to the heat oh interesting so the, he probably oh. like played for them after yep. his career and then he he came back to miami to like retire with miami one of those yeah. deals well i mean he played his last season he played 72 games so it oh wasn't he still just played a, okay he played yeah the last two years with the heat he played 21 okay so he was 
uh, we're not going to go into Dwayne Wade history, but yes, yeah. he was still a contributing member of the 2018-2019 Heat, playing an average of 26 minutes a game. Yeah. And then the day after that announcement, he decided to gift or donate $3 million to Marquette. So, you know, that college Marquette? Yes. So, it's not, not like a girl. Aware. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, he, Who and, the hell is Marquette? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he... That's pretty cool. So they're gonna they're actually gonna build a court and it'll be named after Dwayne Wade. It'll be like the Wade Court, so that'll be sweet. Okay. And yeah, um, he he played for Marquette back in two thousand one, two thousand three, and helped the Golden Eagles reach the Final Four in two thousand three. And uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then Draymond. That is pretty cool. Well, let's do go back to Draymond news. So you know he's he returned um, Monday a couple weeks ago, and uh, this is versus the Grizzlies. So his first game back, he was interviewed afterwards, you know, and then he's saying like, man, there's like the Warriors right now, they have no pride. So that was kind of interesting to see that, you know, um, he's, he's, he didn't really do much in that game though. I mean, he, he you know how so he scores. So it's a normal Draymond. Yeah, game. seven yeah. points, <laughs> seven rebounds. So yeah, the Warriors, like his pride. And then two games after that, well, not two games after that, but um, there was uh. They missed their two games because, unfortunately, the Golden State Warriors oh, yeah. assistant coach. Yeah, that's a terrible, yeah he he passed away. Story. Yeah, and uh, he died at age forty six after suffering a heart attack. This was at a private team dinner too, and that's why it affected the player so much too. That's a, a huge reason why they had to cancel these games, you know. And uh, yeah, his name was uh, Dejan. Um, I don't know how to say it correctly. I wish I could say this one correctly because I don't want to say it bad for this guy. But uh, Milo Milo Joe. Javich, Jovich, Javich. It's spelled M I L O J E V I C. Milo Javich. I'm gonna say it. So yeah, he passed away unfortunately. And man, they're just all devastated and everything. Um, he was an. Uh, they were talking about how good of a coach he was and everything. And um, they did a special tribute when they actually did play, come back and start playing. It was of course a, a home game. Um, it was against the Atlanta Hawks. They ended up winning that game, luckily too. So that was cool to see. But man, the, all the players and everything, they're just so emotional. You see like Draymond, you know, he's in tears. Clay Thompson, m- multiple players, you know, man, it's just kind of like hit me hard just watching it too, you know. So, but, and then, so after that, this is all pertaining to Draymond, by the way. So, and then the Team USA announced that Draymond has been left off of the Team USA. So he's not going to go to the I Olympics. Yep. So my point in going over all this is like, man, Draymond is going through this roller coaster of emotions right now. You know, I mean, like, yeah, he's been hitting all these players and everything like that, but he is going through a really rough time. So I'm, I'm going to cut him some slack and like, I just, I hope he's doing okay. And uh, man, that's, that's got to be a rough go for him right now. Right. That has to be really tough. Yeah. I mean, every, yeah, he, he's, he's a mess and He's been, we're going to talk about trade rumors coming up, but he's been linked to some potential trade rumors. But I think teams are just like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Um, I think the Warriors want to trade him, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they'll have a willing partner. And it's it's tough to go through that. You know, see, the, the situation with the, the assistant coach passing, you know, they were all there. They all witnessed what happened, yeah. which is extra tragic. And then, yeah, being left off Team USA, which I think is something he really wanted to do. I think this was something he was looking forward to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you can't. You can't fault them. He he he's kind of unhinged. So yeah, yeah, just a a lot lot going there. By the way, last night's game against the Lakers, 
the Warriors lost by one point. It was 145 to 144 against the Lakers. It went into two overtimes, and gee, that was an exciting game. Did you by any chance watch that one last night? No, I, did. I watched highlights, but that's the game. You know, Steph Curry only made three three throw attempts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but it's he, it's, he it's a Steph, very high scoring game. LeBron had a great game. Yeah, Steph Curry had forty six points that game. Um, Green eight points. So okay, he added his. Yeah. But uh, um, LeBron James too. He had a triple double. He had a really big triple double. Thirty six points, twenty rebounds, and then twelve assists. So that was a a big and that, dude. How old is he? Thirty nine. That's insane. Thirty nine, and and Curry's thirty five. I think so. Yeah. These these guys they don't have a lot of head to head matches between them as, as far as NBA career goes and it's it's yeah. cool to see because these are both just amazing players to watch. Yeah, it was it was his um it was LeBron's high in rebounds. He's never re- um his career high in rebounds. I said I could have sworn he gotten more than twenty rebounds before, but I guess not. I mean, twenty is a lot, but I guess I'm just used to seeing it from other players. But yeah, 39 years old and he played 48 minutes and he got it. That's just, that's insane to me. So that, that gives me hope too that, you know, even though I'm 41, I can still, you know, run up and down the court a little bit. Still make it know? in the league. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still sure going to, I'm going to try out for the Suns. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, um, next in the news was, uh, kind of like leads up to that. So LeBron and Kevin Durant, they're going to highlight the 41 player pool that team that USA basketball will select from finalizing its 12-man roster. So there's 41 players all together, but they are Dang, definitely going to be crazy. in. Yeah, yeah so, they got to trim that. Yeah. You have players to get hurt, players that back out. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, so yeah, they're looking for Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, you know, all, all these really big players. So we'll, we'll see who it actually ends up being. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for, for this Team USA team. And it's going to be mix in some youth players, right? You can't just yeah. go with Curry, LeBron, and and you know thirty plus year old players. You got to get yeah some Jason mm-hmm. Tatum's yeah uh, in, inside of that. Yep. Yeah, I mean we'll have probably like Halliburton and you know some younger guys out there. Uh, yeah, Anthony Edwards, so. he's pretty young still. Yeah, Anthony I wonder Edwards, who the rookie's going to uh, be. You think it's going to be um, like Chet Holmgren? Because it, it can't be Wembenyama, right? Because he's no, Fran- be he's from France. He's French. Yeah. Do they normally bring a rookie with the team? Yeah, they usually have they have usually have an amateur, right? I, I don't know that they do anymore. I think that was like the old old I, rules. I would have to look and see, but I, I don't think that's a thing anymore, Ronnie. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Either way, I'm interested to see what the team <laughs> ends up being because there's there is a lot of good USA players, but it com- just comes down to people actually wanting to play. But I think because it's in France, I think people are going to want that free vacation and that free trip to check check <laughs> it out. So I'm expecting a really good team to to go out there. Oh, uh, by the way, Kevin Durant, did you see his last few games too? He's he's been letting up. Like, so I went to the Indiana Pacers game on the 21st, and he scored 40 points, and I was like, heck yeah, that's awesome. And then the night after that, he he led it up with a 43 point game. So he's been having himself some some games recently too. Of course, in the game after that, he only scored 12 points. But <laughs> <laughs> did but, you see the comments that Patrick Beverly made in regards to Kevin? No, what did he say? So they were interviewed. Uh, it was a press conference, and I don't remember when they played. It was fairly recently. It might have been the one of those games. And the, the reporter asked, "He's like, you know, is is there anything you could have done differently to try to try to slow down Kevin Durant?" And he was just basically like, um, "I, he's Kevin Durant. There's nothing you can do to slow him <laughs> cool. down. Yeah. Do you have some ideas? I mean, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. If you have some ideas, I'll try it because I tried everything <laughs> yeah. and nothing worked." Yeah, uh, paraphrasing obviously, but it was it was pretty cool to see him be very humbled uh, in the sense that yeah, Kevin Durant is a fantastic basketball player. That's cool, and he made me look like an amateur. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, you can't stop him. He's just automatic. Yeah. yeah. He's too tall, too, too, too sly. What, what's that nickname? He, they, the Slim Reaper that they the gave Slim him? The Slim Reaper. Yeah. yeah. What's that He's, spider one that they gave him, too? I forget. I haven't seen the spider one. Oh, what he is, is so smooth. Daddy Long Legs or something like no, that? <laughs> no, but that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> he is so smooth with the basketball. It's, it's, it's impressive to watch. Yep. Yeah. You know, the only downside I have to him is that I feel like he carries the ball. I wish some certain players in the league wouldn't, like, they do that little thing where they just. They hold it for a they second. Like the, um, they they pre- stutter. Yeah, they, so you yeah. don't know if they're pulling up for a shot, and then they like, turn the ball back over and they continue dribbling. You're like, no, that that should be a carry. They need to call carries more in a league. I wish they would clean that they up. Do. But anyways, yep, they won't. How yeah. dare you even question them? <laughs> I know, <laughs> but still, hey, at least he's on our team and we're not playing against him. So I'm appreciative yeah. of that. And then um, next with LeBron too is still continuing on with LeBron news. So LeBron and Giannis they're going to headline the NBA All Star Game starters. So that was finally revealed. We got the starters for both teams. So right now for the Eastern Conference, we got Giannis, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, and Tyrese Halliburton. They'll be the starters for the East. On the West, it'll be Durant, Jokic, LeBron James, Luka, and SGA. That that team right there, I I kind of I like the LeBron. I'm, I'm sorry, I like the Durant side better than the Giannis side. Um, I, just with like LeBron and Durant, uh, that's that's a strong team right there. I think they're I think that's a little more talented than the Eastern side. What do you think? Um, I think it's pretty close. Uh, yeah, it's it is crazy that both Dame and Giannis are starters. Very yeah. rarely do you see two players from the same team. Uh, I mean, obviously that's a talented team, but it it's pretty neat to see that. I I I don't know. I mean, just looking at them, comparing them, right? Would you take Jokic over Embiid? Probably. Mm, honestly, Probably close. I, yeah, that's a hard. I think I would pick Jokic because I think you need to have a guy that's going to share the ball. And like, I mean, obviously, this is going to be a crap game, anyways, you know, but I'm just saying, like, in, <laughs> in, like yeah. in like a real game, you know, then I would want Jokic because I think he's going to pass the ball and get your guys open. And he, he does a little more than Embiid, where he just, Embiid is like, he's the main shooter. He's the guy you go to when you need a shot, when you can't find one, and when you need someone to rebound the ball, too. I mean, I would take Dame over SGA. I, I think I would take Luca over Tatum. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty close. I would take Dur- uh, Giannis over Durant. I think I would take Giannis. I know you t- pick Luca over anyone. I'd pick Luca over anyone. <laughs> yeah, love that man. And then this year too, remember they're going to the tr- more traditional East versus West format too. So I'm very yeah. appreciative of that. And they're also doing away with that 24 point ending too. So that's kind of cool. I like that. So I'll you know. I'm going to give this a try because I didn't like the changes that they were doing with the East versus West. I think it's just going to be stupid to watch still, but I'll probably, I'll tune in like it's for the- It's an exhibition match. Yeah, it's supposed exactly. to just be fun. I'll tune in for the first five minutes and then I'll watch something else. And then I'll, I'll try to tune in towards the end of the game to see how it ends. When you see the ridiculous highlights of yeah, like Damian Lillard shooting from the three throw line on the other side and making it. That, isn't that crazy how like, it, all that's all it is, is like a whole entire game of highlight reels and I get bored yeah. of it. It's so yeah. weird how that works out like that. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> well, because it's not really, they're not really playing defense. They're just right. sort of letting them do it. Eh, it's fine. It is what it is. All right. Now, did you hear about the three-point competition and what they're doing with that? No, I have not. Okay. So, first of all, uh, Steph Curry, uh, he's, he's planning on facing off against New York Liberty guard Sabrina, um, I think it's uh, Ionescu. I I don't know how to say her last name, but 
She's that one blonde that's on the New York Liberty. She's like the best player. Uh, anyways, she's here. the best player in in um, and WNBA. WNBA. Yeah, like okay. with for three point shooting. So um, she was in a three point competition for the WNBA. Out of forty points possible, she scored thirty seven. So this might actually be a good contest to watch with Curry versus her. So I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to see that. Um, I don't really like introducing like WNBA players into like the three point competition, but I think it's just going to be her and him. So I think it's going to be like a separate competition. So I do appreciate that they're separating it, but I'm also not a hundred percent on that too. I mean, I think it's cool because it is something uh, I think if you think women could compete in the NBA, I think you're, you're foolish. I think there's very talented women in the WNBA, but I don't think they can compete in the NBA. Yeah. So take away just you know raw shooting talent, which Steph Curry is the best. I, I think that's a pretty even face-off. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I just don't like... It would be a big win for the WNBA if, if yeah. they're able to beat Steph Curry. And, and that could lead to potentially you know, uh, more females getting into the game and, yeah. and more interest in the game. I don't have a problem with that. I, I just don't like the fact that they're going to mix like leagues, you know, like I, I think in this case, like if they're going to do that, then like have like the best shooter from college come in and like have the best shooter from high school sure. come in and, and then like have all... a whole entire three point competition. But yeah, I think I'd it be takes 100 on board with that. That'd be yeah. cool. I think it takes away from the players that are in the NBA and actually like going through real games against other real players and getting the stats up. It takes a spot away from them. So that's the part I don't like about it. But if there's like if this girl was in the NBA and then she was like shooting like that, then yes, you get her on a spot on the three point competition. But she's not in the NBA yet, you know. So I don't I don't like that part. But as long as you keep it separate, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But okay. Lillard, um, he's gonna defend his three point contest title, so he's gonna be in the three point oh, competition. Cool. So yeah, that'll that'll end up being being pretty cool to watch. I think I actually like the watching the three point competition more than any other competition. I think it's just set up really well and i don't know i think the i was watching a slammed up competition back in the 80s on tv recently and they just went up and just it was like one dunk after another after another you know but now the way they have it set up it like they it just takes way too long there's like come on there's like too much build up to <laughs> it like, you know and they take there's forever. a story and a yeah. plot and they have actors <laughs> exactly. and, and costume changes yeah it gets a little crazy but now it just takes like too much too long to like show the scores even too you know they take so forever just to get that up and everything but it was really cool to see, like, the 80s, although the only downside to the 80s dunks, it was kind of, like, lame dunks, you know? They weren't, like, insane like they are now, you know? So, I don't know. There's, like, pluses and minuses to all of it, you know? But I don't. I guess what I'm yeah. saying is I don't even know what I want anymore, you know? I just I just want to watch a three-point competition because it's simple and, yeah, it's... Okay, so next on my list, I got Cleveland, Clav- Cleveland Cavaliers big man Tristan Thompson has been suspended for 25 games without pay... <laughs> For violating the NBA's anti-drug program. So the veteran tested positive for two substances. I don't even know what these are. I think this is a girl's last name, that WMA girl's last name. It's called Ibutamorin, and the other one was SARM-LGD-4033. Are those bad? <laughs> I don't know oh, what those, those are. Bad. are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, so he tested positive, and the league, uh, they frowned upon those substances, whatever those are, so... Um, and then <laughs> on to more positive news, Josh Giddy, uh, he, they, the police are not going to pursue anything else with Josh Giddy. They just can't find any criminal activity related to the, you know, what happened with that. And as a result, they're just concluding their investigation into the allegations. 
and he's no longer going to be, yeah, he's, he's free from the he's female, no female minor charges. that he was with. Yeah. Yeah. So the NBA could still find him. The NBA could still do an investigation and, and punish him, uh, but he won't be punished criminally. He'll for, just be punished by the crowd booing him every time he gets the ball. Punished by the crowd booing him, and <laughs> um, which, you know, that's to be expected. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of kind of interesting to see that he just got off scot-free, you know. But, I mean, I guess it's, we can't find any proof of anything. He just really took a girl to, to homecoming, right? But who are we to say what happened after that, you know? So, anyways. Well, it sounds like the 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 girl in this case is not cooperating with authorities, yeah. which makes it hard to do any evidence when, you know, she's just not going to answer questions. So, yep, exactly. Yeah, it is what it is. Yep. Um, hopefully, he has learned a valuable lesson about interacting with fans. And yeah. hopefully, uh, other players learn a valuable lesson about interacting with fans, seeing seeing what this looks like. and. Um, yeah, hope, yeah. hopefully he'll stay over the 18 years old uh, rules, yeah, you know, right. so, <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So NBA commissioner, Adam Silver is finalizing a contract extension that's expected to keep him in his current position through the end of the decade. And this is a sources told ESPN. So that's pretty cool. I like him. I like, I like Adam Silver. I think he's doing a pretty good job. You know, the only other player or the only other person I could think of that I would maybe want him to be replaced with is Steve Kerr, right? I think the way Steve Kerr handled the passing of the assistant coach and everything just, and like there's so many things that he, he's been quoted with in the past too. I, I think he handles himself and very big things that happen around the league, you know, I think he handles it very well. So I wouldn't mind seeing him at Adam, Adam Silver's position in the future, but he's the only Have other person I could think of. ever had a player commissioner? Cause like he was a former player but I don't think the commissioners come from like an like Adam Silver didn't play in the NBA and Adam Silver wasn't a head coach in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he. I uh, think he's more like a business, uh, legal sort of guy. You're right. Yeah, Silver. He was uh he's he was in there uh, for an eight year term as president and COO of NBA Entertainment before all this. Look, I did a little okay. research on that. Isn't that cool? Look at that. Look yeah. at you. So yeah, I was kind of curious about that. So and then I don't think David Stern had any basketball. Like he didn't play basketball or anything yeah. like that. He went to law school. Um, so yeah, that's typically where the background for those sorts of of people come from. All right. So uh, Spurs mascot. Um, did you see what he did in San Antonio? There was they had another bat. Loose. To, I was gonna say, is this something with the bat? Because I <laughs> yeah. did see. Is his name Rumble? Is that the mascot's name? I don't remember. I didn't look at his name. But okay. it, he, every time this happens, so they have a big bat problem in this arena, and it's just kind of crazy. Like this is the first time I've seen this where. All of a sudden, the, the mascot, he puts on this Batman costume, and he goes around with his big net, and he tries to catch a bat. And yeah. he's successful <laughs> a lot of the time, too. Like they, He's pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. They, they stop play, and this is the second time that I know that he's actually caught it. And yeah, it's it's just kind of crazy. Like, uh, dude, why do they have such a bad bat problem? Like, how do you not control your bat population in an arena? Like, don't you have bat traps or something? What the heck is going on there? Bat traps? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. All right, well... And then uh, just recently too, Embiid, he was out last night um, against the, it was a, in the Nuggets game. This is supposed to be a big matchup between Embiid and Jokic and everyone's all up in arms about it and everything like that because he hasn't played in, he hasn't played against Jokic in such a long time. I think it was since, yeah, since November of 2019. So he, I don't know if he's scared to face up against Jokic. No, or? Is that they haven't played against him, or I, I saw that he hasn't played in in Denver since twenty. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, he hasn't realize... played in Denver. Sorry, he hasn't played okay. in Denver since November of two thousand nineteen. So every time 
they go to Denver, he hasn't played against him. So maybe he has, maybe he's scared of heights because he's in the Mile High Stadium and he, maybe he can't breathe well in this stadium. So he just always finds a reason to sit out. It, it is very weird. I mean, it could be medically, right? There, There's football players that can't play in Denver because That's they have true. sickle cell anemia and that could, the, the, the altitude could make it worse for them. Well, uh, same with when Mexico City, which is higher than Denver, there mm-hmm. were some NFL players that said, hey, we can't play there. I yeah. don't know if that's the case with Joel Embiid, but there might be some medical reasons for it, or they're just trying to protect him from getting embarrassed by a better player. Yeah. Well, now, on top of this, too, Embiid has now accumulated 11 absences, so he needs to, oh, remember, he no. needs to play at least 65 yeah, regular 65. season appearances. Yep. So he, I think this caps him at 17 missed games for the season, so he's getting close. He's at 11 right now. If he misses at least 17, he will not be eligible to win the MVP. Yeah, that's something that I don't know if he cares. I feel like he does because he was so emotional when he won it last year. Mm-hmm. So to win it back to back might be really, really, you know, something he wants to do. But that's something they need to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Some little fun facts. So the last time Joel Embiid played in Denver, Ben Simmons was all NBA. <laughs> all NBA Ben Simmons. Yeah. Did you see that he's going to be uh, playing a game in the G League? No, really? I yeah, saw he's coming back from an injury, and they're gonna they're gonna give him like a a couple of game stint in the G League to kind of shake off the rust. Oh, okay. I don't know. The, I knew he, so that was part of my injury updates. That he, I did see he was going to come back, but I didn't actually see the part okay. that he was going to be in the G League. Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> just just a short yeah. stint. All right. Another fun fact: Giannis at that time was MVP of the league. Jokic had zero MVPs, and Ja was a rookie. That's the last time Joel Embiid played wow. in Denver. <laughs> so put that that's in crazy. his perspective. But yeah, so it was pre-COVID. Yeah, last right. Time, uh, Embiid played. That's crazy. In, uh, Denver. But Embiid did register his seventy-point game of a few days ago too. So this is a game. Um, it was against the Spurs, uh, and they ended up winning the game, one hundred and thirty-three to one hundred and twenty-three. I was all over this. I was watching it live. I was texting you and everything. Man, seventy points, eighteen rebounds, five assists. He just crushed it. And yes, I do have him on my fantasy team, so I, I definitely used that and appreciated that. That's crazy, man. What do you think about the 70-point game? Did you watch it? I watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Victor Webinyama didn't have a terrible game yeah. in that, but he was clearly outmatched. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems... Uh, I mean, anytime, anytime a player scores that much, I feel like if... I just try to put myself as another player on the team. That can't be a lot of fun watching no. one player just score all the points. And it's it's a team game. Obviously, yeah. he had it that night. But to me, that that doesn't mean much to me. Um, they get the win. That's obviously the most important thing. But I, I don't know. I, I, then that, it doesn't do much for me when someone scores. Yeah. Well, and this is against Popovich, though, and his Spurs. You know, so it was kind of weird the way yeah. it was happening. Like they they had um Sokan so- Sokan I think that's say is his name the guy with Jeremy the blonde Sohan? hair yeah Sohan yeah. so uh, he was guarding Embiid a lot when I was started to watch this game too. It was like in the fourth quarter and I mean dude Embiid is so much bigger than him and Embiid was just having yeah. his way with him and at that point how come Popovich doesn't throw in somebody else to like double team him and actually stop him but he didn't so I mean Embiid just kept going and going you know just uh I don't know really weird how they coached that game um this was. 18 years to the day of Kobe Bryant's historic 81 game, Joel Embiid dropped his career high in points. So that was kind of cool That's to see right. that. And and we just passed the four-year anniversary of Kobe passing. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I saw some posts on my Instagram and everything on that too. Um, since being since the beginning of the NBA to 2022, 
Um, that's that's how many. Um, oh wait, what is this? I forget what this stat was. Thinking. I got the screenshot, but all it says is six and has Will Chamberlain. I think Will Chamberlain has six seventy seventy games since the beginning of NBA to two thousand and twenty two. But in the last thirteen months, Embiid has had three. This is players wow. who score seventy plus points in a game in NBA history. That's what it is. Players who score seventy plus points in a game. So yeah, Embiid doesn't have three. He just has a one. But in the last thirteen months, there's been three up until recently when Luca like also after, scored. Two or three days after the Embiid yeah. game, yeah, Luca not to be outdone. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit. So um, Embiid scored it in 2024. Do you remember the two guys that scored it last year? They were 71-point games. Was one of them Devin Booker? No. He did the 70-point game, but that was he a few a... years ago. That was like four years ago. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't, don't. I, okay. I'm not going to be able to come up with Damian those. Damian Lillard, and it was... Um, who's the guy from the Cavaliers? I just have a picture of him. I don't have his name. <laughs> the guy from the Cavaliers. Yeah, the guy, the, <laughs> the, the best scorer on the Cavaliers right now. What's, what the heck is his name? I'm looking Darius at Garland, Donovan or, Mitchell, uh, the, Donovan Mitchell, the guy from Utah. Okay, yeah, took me. I'm looking at his face right here. I'm like, what the heck is the name? I don't have it listed. <laughs> but yeah, Donovan Mitchell. So they both scored 71 points last year. So those are the other the other two okay. that made the the three there. And then yeah, so I'm gonna skip over some of that now. So anyways, that happened right that same night. Um, Carl Anthony Towns he scored 62 points against the Hornets, but they lost. This is a kind of a crazy game too. So Carl Anthony Towns, he had 44 points at halftime. So I'm texting you. I'm like, dude, look at this. He's, there could be like two 60-point games in one night. It was a 60-point yeah. game, but after that, that was like at halftime when I texted, right? I didn't realize that it could have been a, like two 70-point games, but the Hornets actually did stop Carl Anthony Towns. Like they stepped up their defense. They're like, nope, we're not going to let this happen. And it was stupid. Like the Timberwolves, like, the, the way the scoring worked in the fourth quarter, so Charlotte, they scored 36 points in the fourth quarter, and then Minnesota only scored 18 because they kept feeding the ball to a cat. They're trying to get him the record and everything like that, and Hornets realized that, so they just double-team him and they stop him. Yeah. And they end up losing the game. It was 128 to 125. So the Wolves had this big lead. It was like at least a 15-point lead at like in the third quarter. But man, they just they let it all go in the fourth quarter. And then there's a little stat here. So, Cat, so he had 22 points first quarter, 22 points second, third quarter, 14 points. And then it shows his pictures of his face. You know, it's like facial expression. He's all happy at first. And at first, it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> then third quarter, he's like, Ugh. and then fourth quarter, he got four points. And he's just like crying. Oof. So, yeah. it's, but he still got 62.2 points, which is awesome. But it doesn't mean anything if you don't win that game. So, 100% yeah, agree. Crazy yeah. that that happened. And then Devin Booker, um, he scored 62 points as well, too, in a loss. To Indiana. So, yeah, these are big games, but, man, it, it means nothing if you're not winning the game. And no one even talked about this Devin Booker game because of stupid Luka scoring his freaking, like, however many <laughs> points he scored. 73. So stupid. I hate that guy Luka, so much. best player in the NBA. Yeah, he is truly, and I hate it. But, <laughs> yeah, so this, he actually won, of course, so 148 to 143 over Atlanta Hawks. So, thankfully, at least it was against the Hawks because I don't like them at all. So, yeah, good job, Luca. Um, one thing on Devin Booker real quick. I don't want to go back to him because everyone's skipping him because of Luca's 73-point game. So he holds the arena scoring records at TD Garden with 70, Gainbridge Fieldhouse 62, Delta Center 59, and Footprint Center 58. So Booker has four arena 
records. That's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. So good job, Booker. I, I'm still proud of you for your 62 point game that nobody's talking about. <laughs> because you lost. Booker. You <laughs> yeah. Lost even though you lost. Yeah. Who I don't think had that. We think that was the first game they won since acquiring uh, Pascal Siakam. I don't. I don't think they won a single game until that game. Okay. I I didn't look at that. I will take your word for it. Yeah. You shouldn't, okay. but. <laughs> <laughs> so in the last five days. Luca seventy three, Embiid seventy, Booker sixty two, and Cat sixty two. I, I so did the are these did the league just give up on defense? Are, are the referees controlling this? Like where they just like is, did something change, Jonathan, or is it just my imagination? Like am I am I just making something? Or maybe it's because of like Kobe's 80, 81 point game that was recently. Maybe they just all were all motivated and they were all watching these Instagram videos. They're like, I'm gonna score a bunch of points too. What happened? It's a lot harder to play defense because they call a lot more fouls. So players are getting a lot more, uh, getting to the line a lot more. And if they can have a high three throw percentage, they're going to make a lot of points. I forget how many of Luca's were three from the three throw line, but quite a few of them were. I'm sure he wind his way to the free throw line every time. Those are no pressure shots. Yeah. But but, I mean, he's getting the calls and he's getting to the line and he's scoring, he's scoring those points. So it's a lot harder to play defense. And I do think the NBA likes high scoring games. Because those are more exciting, so maybe that that's all part of the plan is to yeah. to have a more offense heavy league, and and as a result, you're going to see that the three point line has become way more prolific than it did, you know, back in the day, or even you know when Kobe scored his 81. Yes, he hit some threes, but you have guys like Steph Curry and even Luca and Devin Booker mm-hmm. who are just money from the three throw or for the three point line. Right. Yeah. Uh, if they get into a groove, what are you supposed to do? Yep. Right. You can't foul them and let them get three free shots so you just yeah but i do think a lot of coaching mentality has changed in the sense that well we can let one guy score points but if we stop everybody else we can still win the game right so we saw booker lost carl anthony towns lost because the coaches adjusted their strategy to to let that person score points but not let anyone else do anything and and that was effective in some some cases so maybe the coaches are, are allowing them to run up the score a little bit personal score but they have the game in control still do you think this would happen in the 80s if these players were playing in the 80s no i think someone would have been shoulder checking the third row <laughs> exactly if, uh, yep. i, I think that's part points. of it yeah I, I think that something would have happened where like i don't know it's just like the style of basketball is completely different you know they just they the refs favor the the offensive players and they don't let the defense do their job i know there's like yeah you can't like hack a guy in the arm or anything like that but i just yeah I think it needs to change a little bit. They need to bring defensive defense back a little bit. The scoring is getting a little too out of control for my liking. Even though I did like watching Embiid and how he just he truly did seem unstoppable. Like they they just couldn't stop him. He he's a he's a powerful guy, you know. He's kind of like Shaq in a way, you know. But the other yeah. game that I really liked watching was Cat being stopped too. I I liked watching that game more than anything because they put in a really good defensive effort and they did stop him. So I, I like I had an appreciation just for watching that one more than any other one of these games. Anyways, what do you think about Luca and you know Aiton now and just remember Aiton saying you know I'm I'm a max player I got nothing proven and, and you know we drafted him first and now we got Luca he's scoring seventy three do you do you think the Suns should have drafted Luca? Oh yeah, they should have drafted Luca. <laughs> he was on the. I mean, there's a lot of teams that passed on him and and took somebody else. Yeah. So it's it's not. It happens sometimes, right? You have a Euro player who hasn't faced the same level of competition or at least perceived a level of competition, although I think that perception should be changed because 
he's playing. Yeah. Some of these Euros are playing really, really good. Especially Foot, uh, him. Football, basketball. Yeah. And I think you you had a big seven-footer who the Suns needed. They needed a strong center mm-hmm. that you thought you could develop, and they never developed him, or he never developed, or a combination of the two. It's probably some of it a lot more on him now that we have some history. But, yeah, I think it was the right play at the time. Do you think that if we would have drafted Luca, that we would have made it to the NBA Finals or won a no, because, conference finals? No, because it changed the course of, of the way that our team play, right? At that yeah. point... You know, you have Devin Booker and Luca. One of them becomes expendable, and one of them is going to get traded. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Luca is. I don't know that either of these guys are capable of winning a championship, honestly, because they yeah. haven't done it yet. But I, I think Luca is. Uh, I think Booker is a better overall player slash leader of teams than Luca, just because he was with this team when it was so bad. Yeah, and you never heard him crying about wanting to get out. It was always about wanting to get better. Thank wanting you. to get better. I love and hearing I don't that know from that you. Luca is the same sort of player. I mean, they're they're they had to get Kyrie because they didn't want to lose Luca. Jonathan, they had to make a change because Luca would have left. You remember the Grinch when his heart grew three sizes? Mine grew three sizes for you right there. Just for saying that. Thank oh, you. <laughs> wonderful. That's awesome. Thank, thank you, I guess. That's all I have for my news. Now I'm off to my my uh injuries, uh trades, um signings, all that stuff. So uh, first one I want to go over is um, Marvin Bag- Bagley the third and Isaiah Le- uh, Livers. They went to the Washington Wizards from Detroit, and uh, this is in return for Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala. So there was a, a trade with a uh, yeah Detroit Pistons and the Washington Wizards. So they swapped those players. I don't think these players the Wizards also got two second round picks uh, from 2025 and 2026. Yes. So that the Wizards are, are heads a fire sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Wizards. Yeah. This wasn't like a, a big move or anything. I mean, Bagley, he was, he's averaging 10.2 points. So it's, it's not like a big trade or anything like that, but he is 24. He's still young. So maybe this, maybe they see something there. Maybe he can make a difference. So we'll see if that ends up being anything. A big one though, was the Siakam. Uh, he went to the Pacers and a multiplayer deal deal here. So this one, um, the Indiana Pacers acquire Siakam from the Toronto Raptors in return for Bruce Brown, Kyra Lewis Jr., Jordan Nuora, and three first round picks, the Pacers announced Wednesday. So that was kind of cool. That's huge. And we, we talked about it when the OG Nobi trade happened that Pascal Siakam wasn't going to be too far behind him. Mm-hmm. Three first round picks for the Raptors, and one of them is only one of them is conditional. That's huge. They they have a chance here, and I've I've heard, and we're going to talk about rumors probably a little bit, but Bruce Brown might not be a Pacer for very long. He has some value to teams, so yeah, can they get a second or a first round pick for Bruce Brown because he's a great depth guy? We saw what he did with the Nuggets last year, and now there is on a Raptors team that doesn't really want him or need him. Um, so what are they going to do with him? And it, it's interesting. So the Pelicans were a third team involved in this trade. And they get yes. cash considerations, who I don't know. I looked up his stats, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it, it um. says the Pacers acquired <laughs> Lewis Jr. and a 2024 second-round pick from the New Orleans Pelicans for cash considerations. Okay. So they basically bought – they sold a pick yeah. to get some money. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Siakam. I like the team that he went to because that's a high-paced offense, you know. So uh, he hasn't really been – scoring as much as I thought he was going to be. So I don't know well, if he need, maybe just they need to figure out yeah, yeah doing the team chemistry like. thing and everything. But uh I I was surprised. I thought it, he was gonna just be able to plug in and just kinda go off, you know, but 
Do you and know Halliburton's they- been off and on the court, yeah, um, with some injuries as well. So he's he's on he's ex- his deal expires this year. So they must have some consensus or some knowledge that he's willing to resign with the Pelicans. Gotcha. And I I guess if he doesn't, then the the Pacers got hosed in this deal. Yeah. And if he does, well, then it, it you know what what was it going to look like after you know, three years or five years or whatever? Yeah. Uh, but initially on paper, it seems like a good trade. They right. needed some some additional veteran leadership, and yeah. Pascal has an NBA championship, so. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he just hasn't been doing that well because the Pacers do share the ball very well. They have a lot of talent on that roster. And like, it's like every night they have like eight players that are in double digits, you know, so it's yeah, not just one player. They have the best player. offense in the NBA and mm-hmm. it'll take a while for him to get into the fold for sure. Yeah. So maybe I'm just expecting a little bit more out of him, but yeah, they're just going to share the ball and they're going to spread the love, you know, so which is a really good sign for the Pacers because I think that yeah. makes a championship team too. I mean, he had 31 points against the Suns in that game. With, yeah. They won that game, so. Yep, yeah. All right, and then the Heat acquired Rozier for Lowry. This is an interesting one. So the Charlotte Hornets traded starting guard Terry Rozier for the Miami Heat. I'm sorry, to the Miami Heat for Kyle Lowry and a 2027 first-round pick. Um, this one was interesting because Kyle Lowry, he's so old and he's a bench player. And I think Terry, Terry Rozier, he, Rozier, he's like an up and coming player and he's he's has yeah. like his best scoring since entering the league and um yeah so i, I don't know this one was kind of lopsided i think like kyle lowry is like what why why did they did that why did they why what's the value there for kyle i don't i don't think he has any well, value the hornets anymore get, the hornets get a first round pick out of it i yeah. think they probably knew that terry rogier wasn't going to to be the Hornets are in rebuild mode. They, they've they committed to LaMelo Ball. Maybe they don't get along. Maybe they can't coexist. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, but, you know, the Hornets get a first-round pick. Kyle Lowry will not be on this team. They're going to either release him, buy him out, or, or something. Yeah. Uh, but Kyle Lowry, oh, yeah. I, I cannot imagine that Kyle Lowry finishes the year on this team. Well, do you think the they maybe team. got him in case uh, LaMelo Ball gets hurt because he's been hurt nope. a lot, too? They don't care. No? No, they'd rather have draft picks. Okay. They, they, they'll, they'll, they'll try to move him again. Uh, and Kyle Lowry makes a good fit for <laughs> – I'm thinking of a team, Ron. Let me see if you can guess it. An aging team that always needs depth. Aging team that always needs depth. Uh, the Lakers? They play out west. The Lakers, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, He'd the- be a great fit for the Lakers. There's somebody coming off the bench to give you 10 minutes a game uh, to just have some someone that's been there, someone that's not intimidated by the playoffs. I think he's a good fit there. Yeah. But yeah, his his best days are, are long behind him. Yeah. All right, well, that's all I got for trades. Um, I'm going to go over to kind of like signings and releases, I guess you'd put this one in. So. Okay. This one was weird where I, I got an alert on my phone saying several Bucks players, including Giannis, has lost faith in Bucks coach Adrian Griffin. So that came out. And then later on, it says Bucks fire rookie coach Griffin after 43 games. This is so weird to me because the Bucks, they're like one of the best teams in the league. And now they're firing their yeah. coach because of yeah. what was said, I guess, or something. I don't know. Just really oh, interesting. There's a lot of things to, to do in this, and I, I dug into this a little bit because I was flabbergasted by it as well. So he's won 70% of the games, yeah. but Giannis and him did not see eye to eye. And uh, actually, CBS Sports has a really, really good article on like nine things that happened that caused this, this breakup. Oh, okay. And when you read through all of them, it's just like, yeah, they clearly weren't on the same page. The Giannis didn't have faith in him. 
And it wasn't a good fit for this team, so they decided to move on rather than than worry about regular season record means absolutely nothing. Yeah. If this team is falling apart and they're at each other's throats because of bad coaching, right? Then they need to make a change. Is Doc Rivers the answer? Well, no, I mean, probably not. He's but that's what they're going to try. They're going from a rookie coach to a Doc Rivers coach. You know, or how how many years has yeah. he coached in the league too? So yeah, definitely Forever. you're going to an experienced coach, and I guess that's what they were looking for. Well, I guess Adrian Griffin isn't a rookie head coach he's coached before in the nba did he he was the rookie to this team oh, okay. yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna confirm it but i'm fairly confident in that's the case i think he's a longtime general manager he played basketball let's see his coaching career uh you know what ronnie i apologize you are correct he okay. he is a rookie head coach this was his first head coaching gig dude he has a best best record in the nba i'm sure by percentage wise because he's like yeah. 30 and 13 i think right for, uh, 30 and 13 was his yeah. head coaching record. Dude, yep. that's insane to me. Like, who, what head coach has ever gotten fired for that record? That's just so amazing to me. So, right. I think just because of that record, he was probably going to get hired by somebody else. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not too worried about his, him, you know, getting hired. But yeah, and then there was also quoted saying Giannis, he was admitted he was caught off guard by the Milwaukee Bucks decision to fire the head coach too. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just the whole situation is really weird to me. I I don't like the Doc Rivers signing, honestly. I mean, I, forty million dollars to him too. By the way, he's getting forty million to yeah. get to yeah. to go to a team to that coach is like Giannis and Dame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. There's like no coaching involved there because they're just a really good, talented team. Like I said, coaches don't do anything. It's more about the players, you know. So what is Doc going to do that the other coach so, couldn't do? You're going to have old ideas now instead of yeah. a rookie coach who might have had new ideas and. Maybe it was unusual, or maybe you didn't have faith because you're just different. But Doc hasn't proven himself worthy too much. I mean, has I don't remember. Did Doc Rivers ever win a championship? Because I remember so many times when he lost. Where he's I just think like, he has won one like early in his career, and he's using that as as like, hey, I, I've won a championship. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't feel like good. Doc is a good yes, coach. Two thousand eight, he was an NBA champion as a head coach. Yeah. Uh, so 2008 is when he won his with the Boston Celtics. I still think they, they the, if they're going to do this, they should just rehire Mike Budenholzer. You know? <laughs> I, they should. I, I think that was a mistake. So what? 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 I my takeaway from this is uh, that Giannis is looking kind of high maintenance these last year, right? Yeah. You didn't want to sign an extension because players weren't committed to basketball, so they go out and they trade for Damian Lillard. And I think that is a fantastic trade. They lose a lot of pieces as a result of that, but mm-hmm. it made Giannis happy. They hire a head coach. They don't see eye to eye. There's arguments. There was that assistant coach that stepped down yep. like two weeks into the season. Um, there's weird press conferences where you know Giannis blames the coaching of why they lost. Yeah. They're confused on defense. Uh, it's just it, it, something's not working. It's not clicking now. Do you let that ride? Do you let it go through? No, they, they made a move. But it was 100% because of Giannis. Right. But it's so, so hard because Giannis trades, is... They coaches trades. Yeah, it's he's crazy. He's such a good player. He's such a, an amazing Greek freak, you know? Like, you, you kind of like just do whatever talent. he says yeah. anyways, you know? Because you just don't want to lose him no matter what. Your window is open to win a championship. Yeah. And he is the guy that's going to get you there if if he's going to get you there. So yeah. you, need to, uh, you need to appease him. Yeah. Okay, so another coaching thing that happened too for the Washington Wizards, head, head coach... Wes Unseld Jr. was revealed was relieved of his head coaching duties and he will transition into a front office advisory position. So that, okay. that's kind of interesting, you know. So 
Yeah, 77 and 130 record, and then he, he goes to the front office. So <laughs> The Pistons head coach did the same thing last year. He mm-hmm. took a terrible team, and he, somehow he parlays that into a promotion to the front office, and it's just like, oh, okay. yeah. there's a reason that bad – there's a reason that bad teams are bad. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> this is part of it. Yeah, and so they're they're gonna take for um for the next uh few weeks and everything. They're gonna take some time and look for a head coach. So um nothing. They they didn't like they just bumped up like the assistant coach. He's gonna be coaching the team for a little bit until they actually find a real head coach. He said. Okay, now to player news, to player injuries. So Grizzlies Desmond Bain he will miss at least six weeks after sustaining a grade three left ankle sprain in their third quarter of Friday's contest against the Los Angeles Clippers. So he's out for a while. Uh, Clippers Zubac, uh, he's out for at least four weeks due to a calf strain. So that sucks for the Clippers because they're looking all good. But um, yeah, they have a couple of backups there. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Zach Levine, he he's out for a week with an ankle sprain. Um, this was a, a little over a week ago when this was announced. He's still out, so it's it's been a little while. He might be back anytime, but um, from what I read, I think it's going to be another week, so two weeks altogether. So we're waiting for him to come back for the Chicago Bulls. Um, Nick's Julius Randle last night dislo- dislocated his shoulder against the Heat. Uh, this is a big one. Um, yeah, they they won the game over Miami, but he dislocates his shoulder. So I don't I don't know what the time frame is of when he's going to be back, but I I shouldn't be too long. Yeah, I, 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 I want to like, say like a week, a- right? Yeah, I would. I imagine they they relocate it back in, yeah, and then they just make sure that there's no structural damage. I don't think that's a serious injury. Yeah, and then it'll just I probably wear one of those arm sleeves, t- kind of where it just kind of like yeah. helps hold Maybe your shoulder in place, you know. Yep. But if it's just your shooting shoulder, it might affect some things too. But we'll see. He's he's one of the best players on the team, so it's a big deal for them. So we'll see. Oh sure, sure, sure. So the Atlanta Hawks during this time, since we had last started their prod- podcast, uh, Trey Young, he went into concussion protocol. Um, he had this weird, weird thing where um, this is against Cleveland last week, where he he basically uh, what happened here? Well, he okay. So he, I, I'm sorry, I don't I screenshotted it, but it's not really going into what happened. Uh, but oh, after he took an elbow to the face against Cleveland last week, that's what he did. So they went into cut country protocol, but he has since come back. So I just wanted to report on that real, real quick. And then uh, Jay Crowder, he was cleared to return for the return for the uh, Bucks, So he's finally back. So they're at full strength pretty much. And he hasn't been doing too much, but I feel like he's a difference maker. He's really good at defense. So that, that kind of caught my eye there. And then, yeah, just like what we talked about earlier, Ben Simmons could return as soon as Monday versus the Utah Jazz. Um, he's been out since November 6th. So do you think that's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, he's going to come back at some point. Will it make a difference for this team that's just struggling? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Right. I don't know. Just kind of interesting. I mean, you all, I don't know, Utah Jazz, they, I feel like they're, they're okay. You know, they, I think they have potential. I think that this team is a lot better than people Wait, are. You said, are ben, you said Ben Simmons? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So then why are you my bad. About the Utah I'm Jazz? sorry. Versus okay. the Utah Jazz. My bad. Yeah. Okay. I was like, did he get traded? No, no, no. He's that? he's for the Nets. Why? Yeah, my bad. I, I yes, got the mix up just now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, so it doesn't matter. The Nets are, are not a good team. You know, we saw Mikel Bridges be fire when he first got traded and he just hasn't been, hasn't been. Yeah. Very good. That's consistent or good for this. That's team. how long Ben Simmons has been out. I don't even remember what team he plays for. So sorry. Yeah, it's been a bit. <laughs> okay, last one. Uh, there's a free agent center, Christian Colobo. I'm sorry, Co- 
Coloco. Uh, he is unable to play or practice in the NBA due to a blood clot issue that is threatening his career. So, yeah, the Toronto Raptors waived him on Wednesday in order to complete the trade that sent P- Pascal Siakam to the Indiana Pacers. So he went to the free agent list, and then all of a sudden he has this blood clot issue that he, he might not play in the NBA. So kind of sucks to hear that. I just want to report on that, and uh, yeah, hopefully he gets better. He was drafted 33 overall by Toronto in 2022. Ooh, that's rough. Yep, yeah, so he's a young guy too. But that is it, Jonathan. That's all I got for, for my news and my my team and updates and everything. So just a, a couple of quick things I wanted to do. One of them was LeBron James, your favorite player. He is 296 points away from breaking the 40K point threshold. So he will be the first player to ever, obviously he's the top scorer ever, yeah. to, first player to ever break 40,000 points. And that is a pretty magnificent feat. Yeah. Well, so what's the number there? What, how many points? 213? 296. 296. Last oh, okay. Nice game. Yeah. So what does he average? 30 a game? 25 a game? Well, last night he got 36. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's probably so averaging it could 25. Be, it could be anywhere in two to three weeks, max four weeks, you know, yep. pending injury. So that's going to happen. I don't know what they'll do, if they'll do anything for that, but that's certainly something to be celebrated pretty pretty amazing uh that's all i got you got anything else you want to talk about before we no i'm good let's wrap it up let's go watch the lions beat the pants off of the 49ers play a football game so thanks for joining us and we will see you next time thanks guys